This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast episode. And here we are one day after the unfortunate loss for the Wisconsin Badgers, who lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournament to the Ohio State Buckeyes, a 65-57 loss. And this essentially is going to wrap up their season. I don't expect them to make the NCAA tournament. I wrote an article the past week where we said how the Badgers were supposed to win at least two games in this tournament to feel comfortable about making the NCAA tournament. That isn't the case. They end up losing in the first round after the game. Greg Gard, head coach, obviously, was noncommittal about whether the Badgers would make it or not after initially saying how he thought the record was strong enough for the Badgers to make it. And so, to me, I don't know if the Badgers are going to be able to make it or not. But right now, Wisconsin, talking about the loss, first half, they clearly came out flat-footed. They were not the team with the most energy at all in the first half, and that showed uh, against the Buckeyes. The Buckeyes came out and outscored the Badgers 36 to 18 in the first half. They were out, they were scoring well, they were attacking, and it was clear they were the more aggressive and more physical team of the two. Uh, when we talk about the Wisconsin Badgers, what happened? They, they definitely tried to look down low, but it just wasn't working. Stephen Crowell seemed like that foot injury was hurting him. Whatever the reason may be, he was completely off. He was the worst player on the Badgers in the starting five on uh, uh, in the game in that he shot three of nine, only six points on the game. And so to me, the Wisconsin Badgers haven't done very well uh, in the first half when you look at that past game. Crowell had a couple of turnovers too, just couldn't get a rhythm. Even had one where uh, a defender flopped. A flop wasn't called and Crowell missed a point-blank lay- uh, layup. That was the reason that... Greg Gardner ended up benching Stephen Crowell for 12 minutes in the second half. Crowell only played seven minutes. He benched him from the 16-minute point all the way to the four-minute point after the Badgers had slowly crept into the game uh, thanks to Tyler Wall. But when you look at the first half, it was really a story, uh, a tale of two halves for the Badgers. The first half, you shoot seven of 23, 30%, couldn't hit a three-pointer either. Just nobody came out to play. The urgency wasn't there. That was something that Tyler Wall talked about post-game. That was something Connor Seijan talked about post-game. As for the physicality, it was clear Ohio State was just the better team physical-wise. They they wanted it more. You saw it in this past game. I just watched Ohio State beat Iowa. You saw it in that game, too. They're the team that just wanted it more and ended up winning the close game. Ohio State, though, they, I mean, props to them. They were able to, they let, or they dictated the pace. Wisconsin allowed Ohio State to essentially dictate the pace. Why? They didn't pressure the ball when the ball was coming up the court. Instead, they waited for Ohio State to initiate the defense before going ahead and pressuring the ball, which allowed pick and roll actions to happen, which allowed jumpers to occur and things like that. And that's where Wisconsin really struggled because once Ohio State got into that paint area, got in the rhythm, they were just hitting. Ohio State also hit some really tough shots, which is a benefit to Ohio State for sure. But they hit some really tough shots, and I think that that's a – that's certainly an important uh, part as well for the Buckeyes in this win. 
when we talk about the second half of this game, Wisconsin, they did come back thanks to Tyler Wall. They were down 55-43 uh, at one point in the second half, but they came back in the second half thanks to Wall, who had an 8-0 run by himself with the backups. This was also with Kamori McGeehan, Jordan Davison, and Carden Gilmore in, in place of Chucky Hepburn, Connor Asijan, and Stephen Crowell. They played together. Klesman was also in that unit, and it was them five that brought the Badgers back in, not the starting unit, who had really struggled in the first half, really led to that 22-point deficit at once. That was the case, but it was 55-41 after that, and then the Badgers slowly started to uh, compile some offense together after getting a couple of stops. Ended up being a four-point game with a minute remaining. Of course, though, Wisconsin was not able to close it out, and they end up losing. Their season ends at 16 and 14. They end, I believe it's 9 and 12 in the conference. They have a good amount of quad one wins, but a really poor record when you consider quad one, two, and three combined. That is going to lead likely to the Wisconsin Badgers not hearing their name this Sunday on Selection Sunday. It's going to be a tough, tough uh, way for them uh, to potentially make the tournament. Like I said, likely needed two wins for them to feel comfortable about the tournament if not three wins to feel comfortable about the tournament, just because of how this year has gone for them. It's been up and down. They've been very close, but it hasn't gone in their way. And so when we talk about how the Wisconsin Badgers have played, we definitely have to incorporate their inconsistency. The number one statistic to showcase how inconsistent they were, look at how they've won multiple games. They haven't done that in a row since January 3rd. You haven't won two consecutive games let alone to go on a winning streak. You haven't won two straight games since January 3rd. That's the unfortunate reality for the Badgers. Now, if we take an outlook on the season, just forget how the season went and take an outlook, go back to the beginning of the season. Remember, the Badgers were placed ninth in the Big Ten Conference uh, in, in the preseason standings. They, they, I guess, didn't ne necessarily meet the expectation. They ended up 11th, but they were fairly close to that ranking. And also... This is an integral offseason for Greg Gard. Greg Gard will not get fired. That's uh, I think that regardless of what people think because of the firing of Tony Granato this uh, this past week, I think that many might insinuate Greg Gard will get fired. I'd be shocked, though, if Greg Gard gets fired, given his, sta uh, his, his success and also his contract. I don't think that the Badgers are going to look to fire three head coaches this cycle. You could potentially see a move next offseason if Greg Gard continues to underwhelm, but I don't think that's going to be the case. The one thing that really moves me about Gard is the way he coaches his players. He's very honest. He's very frank with the way he coaches his players, but also inspires them. He provides them confidence. Perfect example is Connor Asijan. He has not been shy about saying where Connor needs improvement to the media. He has not been shy about it, talking specifically about his defense, his off-ball work, and you've seen how Connor Asijan has grown in both of those areas. And then he's also inspired Connor Asijan, gave him some of the game-winning shots at some point as well. And, I mean, even Max Klesman, he got a game-winning shot when he had the hot hand. It's about the way he coaches his players is why uh, this culture is as it is, regardless of what you think of Gregard. But talking about this offseason now in a quick uh, in a quick turnaround, the Badgers, the biggest decision, Tyler Wall. Wall has been noncommittal on his future uh, throughout the end of the season, hasn't really thought about it, and I'm sure it's going to be a tough decision for him this fall. He's a graduate, which means he'd likely have to come to graduate school if he wants to continue playing at UW. 
But if he wants to move forward, then that's his decision. If Wall does return, it's huge for the Badgers. They return their starting five next year, likely. I don't envision a potential transfer. We'll see how that goes. But they 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 return their starting five. I think that that's a big thing. And getting the continuity back in a young unit, in a young group, uh, getting your front court back, but also getting the back court and allowing those two guards that have been very special for you, Chucky Hepburn and Connor Season, to grow. I think that that's important. And so Wisconsin will get the chance to get those five back. But when you look at their bench as well, Jordan Davis should return. Carter Gilmore should return. And uh, the other uh, they they had somewhat of an eight-man rotation with Kamari McGee as well at the end of the year. Those eight should return. And when you look at it, look at the freshmen that the Badgers are adding. Guess what? They they have Gus Yaldon, who should crack the rotation. Nolan Winter, a guy who can shoot the ball, which has been very required. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Or or not required, but very desired, I'd say, from the Wisconsin big men. Those are two guys that could make an impact. Winter, obviously, depends on how he fares on the defensive end with his frame, but those two guys are there. John Blackwell is there. So you should have a good amount of players. And Guard himself has said, we need to add depth. You may look uh, to see them attack the transfer portal to add a, a, a player or two, be it a big man, maybe even a guard or forward. Uh, but I think that the Wisconsin Badgers are going to look to improve their roster. But regardless, they should improve given how young they were this year. That's the positive side. Now, the Badgers, though, this is an integral offseason because you do not want to repeat the, the way that you had this year. This was supposed to be the rebuilding S year to the to the come up next year. And I think the Wisconsin Badgers are looking to certainly improve next year based on their 11th place or 12th place ranking this year. That can't happen again. Do I envision it happening? No. But the Badgers do need some level of. Uh, you know, they can't have the same level of repeated success. Instead, they need to really exceed their expectations based on what happened this year. And so I think that they've got the pieces to do it, but you've got to move forward. As for this loss to Ohio State, though, what does it say about this team? It, It really showcases kind of the issues that they have to deal against. I mean, the Wisconsin Badgers overall this year have been inconsistent. That's been the number one term to describe them. Inconsistent game by game, inconsistent within a game with the tail of the two halves that they've had several times. We've got to talk about the different, different ways that they have struggled to really accumulate a, a distinguished level of success. That's been the main issue. And I think that you've got to you've got to look for that, be it more efficient scoring, be it more efficient opportunities, a, a change in stylistic perhaps, but more so the development of players. I think that you've got to have a certain way you approach this offseason given how important it is for the revival of this team after a down year and so i think that there are a lot of questions to be answered the number one one is obviously tether wall does he return or not but i think that those offseason topics certainly will be important to the future of wisconsin but more importantly greg garden how he kind of conducts himself going forward like I said, though, I do have the confidence that they are able to turn the ship around. Rewinding back to this specific game about Ohio State, 
I thought Ohio State had a really good plan going in. They utilized what they were better at. They were the more explosive team, which you could see. They they had a lot of dribble dribble. Uh, uh, they just beat players off the dribble, which was important. Justin Sewing had a good a, a couple of good plays against Tyler Wall. Uh, Bryce Sensabaugh obviously uh, was a was a talented player. Sean McNeil had an amazing first half, four for four, had ten points in that first half against Connor Resigen where the Badgers just couldn't get another matchup because you've got the bigs guarding, Crowell guarding uh, the big, and then obviously Tyler Wall ensuing, which means a season is locked into Sean McNeil because you have to div- uh, you have to deal with Bruce Thornton and Bryce Sensabaugh. Thornton was also on fire, regardless of who was on him, whether it be Klesmet or even Chucky Hepburn. Thornton hit everything that he got, and it was also a matter of the Badgers' lack of physicality because Thornton was able to get into those pick and rolls and get to uh, his floater and get to that jumper, the mid-range jumper, that was money. He ended up being 6-7 in the first half, a really good first half for Thornton as well. And while I really like what the Badgers did in the first half, it's just one another story of where they're – or sorry, in the second half, it's another story of where their initial rules are just too hard to overcome. That's something Wisconsin needs to work on the initial rules, because those are those are the issues where if you dig yourself in too deep a hole, no matter how hard you try, it's just too tough to overcome at times. 22-point lead with 15 minutes to go, it's too tough to overcome with the way Wisconsin plays, understanding the pace that they play with and how they try and chip at opponents uh, in, in somewhat of a slower pace. So it's an unfortunate loss for sure for Wisconsin. The Buckeyes are a good team. I mean, they're a good team. You saw how they played against Iowa. They're a good team that can shoot the ball, but also can score on the paint. If they defend it well enough, they're going to be able to win a good 65-57 win for them. Badgers, your season is over likely. We will see uh, if Wisconsin does get a bid to the NIT tournament. Greg Gard said he was non-committal on whether the Badgers would play in the NIT or not. And so we will see if that occurs. But at the moment, it seems like Wisconsin has done for the spring, which is an unfortunate reality, but really caps up how the season essentially went. Just the inconsistencies. Wisconsin, after winning at Minnesota uh, this past weekend, a 71-67 win, it seemed like you had a little bit of rhythm. Stephen Crowell and uh, Stephen Crowell, Tyler Wall, each had 21 points in that game, just were able to score it well inside, and it looked like they unleashed a different part of their aggressiveness. Chucky Hepburn, Two fouls in the first half, comes back in the second half and really just looked to attack. He attacked, he attacked. It was one of the best forms of Chucky Hepburn that we've seen this year in such an inconsistent year, uh, especially inside the arc. Those versions of the Badgers, they were not to be found, though, in the first half against Ohio State. Crowd, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, just not too good. He just did not look good at all, was not physical enough, got out-rebounded at uh, – I think there were two offensive rebounds very early on for Ohio State. And then Crowell, the three turnovers, including the three of nine shooting, just not a good performance overall. That really didn't help Wisconsin in a game where they were reliant on the inside uh, to, to, to boost their scoring. After the game, Connor Asijan talked about it, how in the second half, the way that they really got back to this game was pushing the ball inside and getting some inside looks to go via Tyler Wall. It was then that they started to get an offensive rhythm because this Badger team, while they are in a way guard dominant and can't shoot the ball fairly well at a 36% clip, they work inside to out. 
the inside opportunities create the outside opportunities, and that's where the confidence continues to increase. The inside, though, just wasn't there in the first half from either big, and Chucky Hepburn was not able to hit shots either. I think he ended uh, shooting two of seven or something like that. Max Klesman, a non-factor, only shot two shots. One of them was almost the uh, a three to put the Badgers within one within a minute left. He missed it, unfortunately, but only two shots. Connor Sejan, some good moments, like the aggressiveness, but still just couldn't finish four of 13, did not hit a, uh, was not able to hit many threes. He hit one three, same with Hepburn, just hit one three. At the end of the day, performance, it was good, but just not good enough. And that's going to be the story of the Wisconsin Badgers in 2023. We'll see how the offseason goes. I do want to give an applause to this team because this team was not meant to be good in the first place, and they ended up battling hard. That's one thing you can't say. They battled hard. I mean, when you look at the way that the starters played, uh, not only in this game, but in general, when you look at the way that the starters played when one of them was down, you know, you had to go through that stretch as well after the 11-2 and two start. They certainly exceeded expectations, but they battled hard overall. And that's something you can say. These guys battle hard for Greg Gard. They're able to overcome some of the issues uh, that, they, that they faced early on in games, but this time, not the case. And that is the unfortunate reality. That's going to be today's show, guys, though. Just wanted to give an instant reaction, uh, some video form, give you guys some extra content here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate it. We're going to be pumping out more content uh, as the offseason goes along, both in basketball and in football. So make sure you check it out. Obviously, as always, be sure to check out the Bucky's Fifth Quarter site and all the new content that we put out there. But thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back very soon with some more content. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.